Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another Nijok stream. This time for Game Week 28. Game Week 27 is almost over. We've had every game apart from Arsenal versus Sheffield United which I have a triple up for. I'm sure a lot of people do too. I, I suspect that most people have got at least a double up on Arsenal going into tomorrow. Um, so still one game left. The game week 28 is going to be a pretty... Game week 28 is probably going to be one of the biggest game weeks of the season for a lot of people that aren't just using transfers to get through game week 29. Because if you are, then it's not really that big of a week, I'd say. Um, but for those of us that have to use a chip in 29 and you're still undecided from wildcard and free hit, this is going to be a big week. Um, so we're going to talk about that, talk about everything that's happened this week so far, including Man United losing the most um, expected fashion, right? I think Man City scoring three goals is probably the minimum that was going to happen in that game. Pretty terrible performance from uh, Man United, really. So I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, S uh, Senesi as well, obviously picked up an injury, hamstring injury. Um, by the way, just for anyone that's kind of um, watching this or listening to this a bit later on, I'm doing this early because I just can't do it later today. So it was either do it now straight after the Man City United game or just don't do the Egypt stream at all. So that's why it's a little bit early than normal. Hopefully from next week we'll get back to... Um, get back to normal times uh just before i start answer, uh, looking at the chat and ask <laughs> answering questions i'm not asking them um i'm on 69 points with that uh gabriel saliba saka triple up to come i don't have saka captain so any points he gets are bad for my team anyway so that's not that exciting uh, and i've gone from like 70k to 56k ish something like that so it's a green arrow i i mean i can still get a red arrow if saka goes mad and Arsenal don't keep a clean sheet, but hopefully it'll be um it'll be a green overall. I think I, I probably didn't need a wild card in game week twenty seven anyway, but you know, keeping Man City players is obviously a good move. Connor Bradley, eight pointer was nice as well. The the only thing is this week, um is like Connor Bradley's gone and got eight points, Dubravka's got seven points, but loads of people's goalkeepers and defenders have done well. So it's not been like a massive gain on that, but it's still nice to get a differential like Bradley with the, the clean sheet and two bonus. Obviously, Watkins continuing to do what he does. Son only a seven pointer, but I guess if I hadn't bought 
uh, Huang or Bruno Fernandes. I might have kept De Bruyne in. He blanked as well. So overall, pretty good week. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, let's see what's in the chat and what we want to discuss. Uh, Son was extremely lucky. Yes, yeah, somebody, I think it was Werner, wasn't it? Missed a good chance from a Son assist. Son also hit the post as well. I mean, he's brilliant, right? He's a great FPL option. He won't be going any, uh, won't be going from my team anytime soon. Uh, lots of people, not in the chat, but lots of people have, have been asking me over the last week or so what chip strategy I'm going for. I'm probably going to free hit in 29. I'm going round and round in circles on it. Um, Ultimately, I've kind of boiled it down to my team in game week 30 and 31 will be quite similar on either strategy. And then it's either it's either use four transfers, uh, four transfers from 31 to 34 to dead end, right, into the possible Newcastle Man United double, or it's wild card now, free hitting that uh, in game week 34, and have five transfers from 31 to 37 to essentially convert any players from the game week 28 wildcard that aren't doubling that might sound i might do a video on this tomorrow because that pro I, it probably sounds complicated but that, that's essentially what it is and the reason it's five transfers from 31 to 37 is because in game week 34 you use your free hit so you can't save a transfer that week um but like if i was wildcarding i'd have triple luton and probably two other players that wouldn't double in game week 37 so all the transfers would basically be used on those kind of players so I'm probably going to save the wild card. And the primary reason for that is because of the bench boost. And, and that's about it, really. So we'll see. I, I think I could go either way. But the problem is my team for... It, it's, it's difficult to wild card. If we had the fixtures for 34 and 37 already, then I think I could. there could be a chance that wild card would be viable. But it's quite difficult to wild card when your team looks pretty good. Um, I have got Fernandez playing against Everton at home instead of Foden against Liverpool away. I may change that. I may even sell Foden this week. That is not out of the realms of possibility, even if he has just scored two goals. Um, but I've got Ariola against Burnley at home, double Arsenal against Brentford at home, double Arsenal defence, Doughty with a double game week, Palmer Newcastle at home, Son Villa away, Saka Brentford at home, Solanke obviously played um, almost the whole game, double game week, he's my captain, and Watkins and Haaland. I don't really need a. Like for a minus four, I can get another two double game week players. And with the free hit, it means I can go for Bournemouth ones rather than Luton. The only issue is I, I don't really know if Bournemouth got a midfielder that I want. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, by the way, just on the Foden, the selling Foden decision, I know people are going to hate it, right? I, I think any time a player does well, it's much harder to have a discussion around getting rid of them. But Liverpool way is going to be tougher than playing Man United at home, right? We can all agree on that. Then they blank, and then they've got Arsenal in game week 30. And also, selling Foden to someone cheap enables the money in game week 30 to get Salah back if he's, if he's available, right? If he's fit and available. And the reason that I would sell Foden before Fernandez is because if I end up dead-ending into 34 and Man United have got a double game week, I might just hold him the whole way through, as painful as that sounds when I say it out loud. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. Surely Bruno sell to Bowen. No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, Bowen is better than Fernandez this week. Absolutely. But if I'm free hitting in 29, there's no, there's zero reason to get Bowen, I would say. If I was, even if I was wildcard, I don't think I would put Bowen on it, to be honest. 
Liverpool have been conceding many chances, so Foden definitely might get. Yeah, I'm not saying Foden's bad, but it is more difficult Liverpool away than it is Man United at home. Yeah, okay, fine. You can say Bowen's better all the time, but either way, I don't think Fernandez to Bowen is worth a transfer this week. Um, there's like why, why if I'm free hitting in 29, why would I buy Bowen instead of double game week players? I guess is the question. I work security until 10 p.m. on Sunday, so these streams pass an hour. Nice. Although, if you're watching these streams, are you securing your designated area? Foden is now essential. Foden is not now essential because he scored a couple of goals. You've missed those goals now if you didn't already own him. Uh, Kirkes or Zabani? I would just buy Zabani, right? I think it is. Look, Kirkes could go and get you an attack in return, right? Sinesi might have been better from an attacking sense than Zabani, but. I just think you play it safe. It's a Bournemouth defender, right? You want them for the double. You want them, if you're free hitting, you want them for the fixtures afterwards. You just go for the guy with the minutes. I think you just buy Zabani. Now, I might end up buying two Bournemouth defenders and benching both my Arsenal defenders this week, which would be, it'd probably be a disaster. And in which case, I might buy Kirkes. But if I only buy one, I'm just going to buy Zabani, I think. Uh, so you're locked in on free hits. I'm not locked in on anything until the deadline. This week, I will make a wildcard draft, and I will have it ready just in case I decide last minute to use it, but I haven't hit the wildcard button yet. And obviously, the longer the week goes on, the less likely that is to happen. But there could be injuries and stuff that happen yet, right? Up until up until the deadline, and that might force me into wildcarding instead. Uh, Sonesi went off in the game against Luton. Yeah, he uh, it wasn't Luton. It was um, Burnley. But yes, and... He it was a hamstring, so chances are he's not going to be back next week. We'll have to wait and see. If not free hitting, is Senesi to Udogi better? Uh, e yes, probably just because of the doubles later on. Although, if you're going to wild card later anyway, maybe not. Depends whether you need that extra body in 29, I guess. I'm actually security for your internet in in uh, Ireland. I was going is it error? I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't want to say that wrong. Okay, well, don't let my internet go down then, thanks. Um, when will we know the fixtures for game week 34? Hopefully by game week 30. I think game week 31... Um, well, game week 31 is a midweek fixture anyway, so hopefully by game week 30. But it's not a guarantee. The Bournemouth blank in 29, yes. Should Bournemouth defender or Son be a bigger priority for 28? Um, I'd rather have a Bournemouth defender than Son this week. That helps. I think if Bournemouth had a different double game week, then maybe I wouldn't be like that. But I just think Bournemouth's double is so good on paper. Sheffield United, Luton, I like it's so good. Did you think it was a foul on Rashford for the second goal? No, I thought Rashford was really weak. Um, I thought Rashford actually had a pretty poor game. Uh, I don't want to like... I'm not laying all the blame on Rashford, right? His goal was brilliant. But I thought outside of that, like... He was... It, like, it's, just very, it's almost like he was rusty. Like, he hadn't played for a while. Touches were poor. Look, I mean, you know, when he was through on goal and he, he headed it down instead of a head, like that that can happen, right? You've got Kyle Walker bearing down on you. You know, it's a quick a quick decision and it just went slightly wrong, whatever. But I just thought generally it wasn't great. Um, I think Foden got a slight injury, the post-match commentary said. So Foden got a... got fouled towards the end of the game. I can't remember which Man United player it was, but he got subbed straight away. I mean, the game was pretty much won at that point anyway. Um. And when he walked off, he was hobbling. But I wouldn't panic just yet because to me, it seemed like a bit of an impact injury. 
is then he got hit hard and so he's hobbling a bit but it'll probably just wear off but i mean I, i'm not a doctor so i don't know but um that's what it felt like it didn't feel like anything he was massively concerned about so and, and there was no need to keep him on anyway I hope you all sell Foden so you lose out on his points. Yeah, one thing people hate in FPL is is the thought of having to sell a player that's just got points. I mean, when I said that, like, Ollie Watkins might get sold from my team in four game weeks time. It's something I'm open to. I haven't locked it in, right? I'm, I can change my mind. I'm, I'm perfectly allowed to do that. But after Spurs at home this week, the game in 29 against West Ham, and then Wolves at home in 30, I might I might sell Watkins if, if it enables a bigger move. Like, if I'm dead-ending, let's say I'm dead-ending my team into game week 34, and Newcastle have a double in 34, then their fixtures from 31 are Everton at home, Fulham away, Spurs at home. I mean, I might punt that over Watkins and bring in Isaac or someone like that. Because he he's pretty much nailed with um, Wilson unavailable. Will you consider changing your goalkeeper... To Neto instead of selling Saliba, um, I'll consider it, but I'm not, I'm not completely sure about it. I mean, I could do that. I could do that and keep my Arsenal defence. I, I think one thing I've got my, my um, one thing I've got in the back of my mind is I, I will want the money for Salah at some point, and selling Saliba to a Bournemouth defender I've considered that frees up some money as well. Uh, Isaac is injury broke. Yeah, look again. There's, we don't need to get into it right now because I'm not selling Watkins this week, but I'm just saying I'm open to it. I'm open to doing it. If it goes wrong, it goes wrong. But Watkins in 31 has got Man City away. Watkins in 33 has got Arsenal away. They're tough games. He's good enough to score in them. Of course he is. But on paper, they're not the games you'd want. But he's also got Bournemouth at home in 34, which is good. Um, on eight players for 29, including one Bournemouth, one loot, and two, two free transfers. Wow. Overall rank 7K. Very nice. Seriously considering Haaland to Morris this week. Uh, I don't hate it. And if you're wildcarding 30 or 31, I'd almost certainly do it. You're getting the double game week this week, and then you've got a game in 29 as well. I think I'd take the punt on it, probably. It's easy to say, well, you don't have to do it though, right? Have Newcastle turned a corner? Should we bring the Toon players in? I think they just played Wolves at home, to be honest. I don't think they've necessarily massively turned a corner. I mean, having players like Isaac fit will definitely help. Um, yeah, I, w I certainly wouldn't be looking at Chelsea players this week, right? Uh, sorry, Newcastle players this week. They've got Chelsea away, and then they don't play in game week 29. But we will be looking at Newcastle players soon, I think, because there's a good chance they double in the 34. Uh, Lloyd Kelly is due back for Bournemouth. When is he due back, though? Oh, he may well start now. Senesi is injured. If that, yeah, Lloyd Kelly, if he plays centre back instead of Senesi, that's actually good for Kirkes, I would say. With a front three of Harlan, Watkins, Tony, who would you sell for Solanke? Uh, Tony. Although, like, Tony's fixtures are very good after game week uh, 30 ish, I think. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I looked earlier, and, like, right now, Villa fixtures fine, but later on, they do get a little bit tougher. But Villa are so good. I, I like. I guess I've got to keep reminding myself of that. Villa are a very good team. You know, it's not like the old days necessarily. And an attack, they're brilliant. But like some of some of Brentford's fixtures after the blank are really good. I would probably sell Tony before Watkins. I actually did that in my Sky team today as well. I considered this same thing. But um, 
yeah, they've got Brighton at home. I mean, they've got Man United at home in game week 30. Tony can score in that. Then it's Brighton at home, Villa away, Sheffield United at home, Luton away. I mean, before the end... So between game weeks 29 and the end of the season, Brentford get to play all of Burnley... Burnley, Sheffield United, Luton, Fulham and Bournemouth. But they also get Man United at home, Brighton at home. Um, even Newcastle at home. Who knows? Last day of the season. It's, just, it's a pretty good run. I feel like that's almost like... It's not punt territory, but it's also it's almost for someone that wants to go a bit differential. Like I, I certainly wouldn't I certainly wouldn't sell Watkins ahead of Tony without giving it a ser- serious amount of thought because Watkins is so highly owned, he's so good this season. And last season as well. Like it's not a this is not a purple patch for Watkins. He is just brilliant. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, that's also a good point. Haaland has gone up to 14.5 million now. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's tough to get back because most people would have bought him for 14. Like I bought him for, let me just have a quick look here. So if you go to the transfer page and click on list, you can see what you bought a player for. So I bought Haaland for 14. He's gone up to 14.5. So I can sell him for 14.2. So if I was to sell him and then have to buy him back and he didn't change in price, it would cost me basically 0.3 million. That is something to consider, but some people out there have got really good team value and it's not going to be a problem. But worth thinking about for sure. Uh, is double loot and defense a bad idea? Um, it's not something that would inspire me massively, I would say. Uh, De Bruyne sell or not? In my opinion, De Bruyne is a good player to get rid of. Um, depending on who you're buying, right? That That is always part of the uh, equation. It's not just about you know, should De Bruyne be sold? It's also about who you bring in. But I'd rather have Son this week than De Bruyne. I'd rather, and Son obviously plays in 29. He's got a better fixture in 30 as well. Um, but I, I, otherwise, I think, like, long-term, I'm, not, I'm just not massively convinced about De Bruyne as an option. Like, and, and before people lynch me in the comments, you don't rate De Bruyne, you don't know ball. I'm just talking from an FPL point of view. And you've got to factor in his price, I think. I mean, the fact that he played however many minutes it was in the FA Cup and has now played again 90 minutes a day, I mean, that's obviously good. But if he picks up a small knock, 
they are going to manage him. They're not going to take the risk. I can't. I genuinely can't believe people have removed planning on removing Phil Foden. He's basically nailed in the best team in the league. Yeah, yeah. And you should definitely keep him. I, again, like you, we see this every single season. A player does really well, and people will always say they're season keepers. You can never sell them, but um, like thing, things happen at FPL, which force not force you, but make you think about these things and. The reality is Foden's got Liverpool away, blank, Arsenal at home. I mean, you can consider selling him. His doubles will probably be later on in the season, game week 37, so people can bring him back in. I'm not trying to talk people into it one way or another. I'm just offering a, I'm offering options for you. Like you keep Foden. If you, if you think it's crazy to sell him, then guess what? You should just not sell him. I can't believe your Twitter replies. People saying you pretend to support United and you support FPL. I do support FPL. Love my FPL team. I think I think those kind of replies on Twitter they tend to be from people whose whole personality is having like a football player as their as their profile picture, really. And like they just re like there's all these rules about what makes you like a real fan, and I'm just old enough that I just don't care to be honest. Could you please do a quick wildcard draft? Uh, no, I'm not going to run through a wildcard draft right now. But I can, well, I can tell you off the top of my head, like triple Bournemouth, triple Luton, two Arsenal. I'd probably keep Palmer. I would get rid of Harlan and Foden on wildcard. I'd go for Kaminsky as the goalkeeper, plus one other. Something like that. There you go. No real United fan has Salah on his wall. But how many United fans have a successful YouTube channel, you know? <clears throat> For FPL. Can Rare play against Brentford? Nope. I mean, some football fans are funny. They, they watch an FPL channel and they get really confused that you talk about FPL. <clears throat> Am I still in the cup? Uh, I'm actually not sure. Would you work out if you had Huang, Gordon, Walker, Zabani, and Zabani instead of Palmer, Bruno, Bradley, and Doughty? Um, I'm confused. Would you wildcard if you had Huang, Gordon, Walker, Zabani instead of Palmer, Bruno, Bradley, and Doughty? Uh, I, I don't get it. I, which one have you got and which one do you not have? Because neither seem great on wildcard. Uh, why would I go for Kaminsky, not Neto? Because if you're wildcarding, you're probably not free-hitting in 29, and Kaminsky plays in 29. And... On wildcard, your other goalkeeper should probably be someone that's going to double later on in the season. Would you take a minus four Foden to Madison? I'm doing it next game week either way. No. Probably just play Foden this week. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe you could maybe you could say it's worth it if you're definitely going to do it next week. But something might happen next week which changes that. If you had the first four I mentioned instead of the ones... Okay. But what's wrong with Zabani? And Gordon's okay this week, I guess. I mean, you're probably close to a wild card, but I'm not sure it's a necessity. Still salty about City being the United fan, but happy to see Foden and Harlan getting points. I mean, City are just very good. And Man United are very bad. I mean, the, the saddest thing is not that Man United have lost. It's that that was completely expected. Like, no sane Man United fan went into that match thinking that they were going to win. I, of course, you can say things like it's possible. I mean, anything is possible in... In football, right? Man United could have could have won five nil today, but I mean, if we're talking about reality and 
you know, chance, uh, odds and stuff like that. Mostly scared of not owning Palmer. Uh, I would have Palmer on wildcard. Oh, sorry, you want to wildcard Palmer in? Um, I don't think Palmer's so good that you need to be scared of him. because He literally doesn't play in 29. From game week 30, I think Palmer is excellent, though. Do we really expect Solanke to deliver in the double captaincy trap? Saka potentially better for the captain. Uh, yeah, I, I would say I do expect him to deliver, yeah. I mean, Sheffield United and Luton are two of the worst defences in the league. Solanke, if he can get through both games with no major pe uh, major knee pain, is going to probably play close to 180 minutes against two of the worst defences in the league. There's, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I will give... The only thought I will give to captaincy is that when someone asks me a question like that, otherwise I will spend none of my time this week from now until the deadline thinking about captaincy. It's just, it, it, to me, it's an absolute no-brainer to captain Solanke. Even if he blanks, I would do it all over again. Could Gabriel get benched tomorrow? Rested last time against Sheffield United. I No, that was after an international break, though. Look, whether or not that was the real reason, and Arteta was just saying it for whatever reason. I don't know, but I doubt it. I, I think Arsenal are in a really good place at the moment. That how often do centre-backs really need to be to be rested? I, I don't see it. It's possible, of course, right? But I don't think it happens. If it does happen and he doesn't play at all, like last time, instead of getting Taylor off the bench, I'll get Doughty off the bench. It wouldn't be the end of the world. Uh, Liverpool would trash Man United in the FA Cup. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. But we'll see. I suspect Liverpool will win, but I don't know about getting smashed. Your song captain work, very nice. Yeah, I mean, Hard only got six points, so it wasn't... Son did outscore him by a point. Would I start Kabori this week? Um, Probably, if I've got him. I guess it depends who you're benching, right? Uh, my points are on screen now. My only The only player that's blanked this week for me... Sorry, the only two players that have blanked are Solanke, who is in my first 11, and Taylor on my bench. Like, look, I was not seriously considering the bench boost this week, but I think someone asked me on the deadline stream about bench boost, and I said the thought crossed my mind, like, for a, a few seconds. Oh, man, what a bench boost that would have been. Ariola 13 points. Fernandez got the assist for the, for the Rashford goal. Doughty, five points. I mean, 24 points? I would have absolutely taken that and then not had to worry about it for the rest of the season. Uh, what do we do with Estrepinian? <laughs> you probably sell him still, right? Um, like, can you guarantee that he starts the next game? No. I mean, look, you, you could give him the next game because it's um, Forrest at home. After that, I think he's a sell, to be honest. Also, Wayne's, I think I think um, Brighton's European match starts up again. I think they're playing Roma this week. So wait and see what happens in that match as well. If you free hit with one transfer, will you have two after? No. So just some quick facts on the free hit, because these questions come up every single season. You can't... So if you free hit, all right, let's say... We'll just use game week 29. That's when a lot of people are going to do it. If you free hit in 29, the team you get back in game week 30 is exactly the same team that you had in game week 28. You can't make a... Tra if you make a... Tra what some people try and do is they make a transfer for their actual team, they confirm it, then they activate the free hit and they expect that transfer to be saved. It doesn't work. The free hit wipes every transfer you do and it's only for that one week only and you cannot save a transfer. So if you've got, basically, if you free hit, you will always have one free transfer the week after, no matter what. 
So if you have two free transfers going into game week 29 and you free hit, you'll have one in game week 30. Uh, would you start Kabori ahead of Saliba? Is the guy nailed for the double? I mean, I've got to be honest, we probably should just look at his recent minutes. Um, I'm not been keeping a close eye since I sold him a long time ago. So Kabori played 90 today, but I, I, I don't know. I've got to be honest, I, can't, I don't know why he was suddenly back in the team today. Um, so if there's any Luton fans in the chat that can help. But I'd probably play him if I had him, if he's going to get at least... If he's going to get at least one game, I'd probably chance it i don't was he injured i need to look it up someone someone in the chat will correct me or not correct me but help me out before i even find it you benched 32 points or was he injured oh afcon was he afcon okay then i would probably play him right we were resting or benny oh benny's actually been pretty good hasn't he so do you think you get, okay, Luton fans, help me out here. I'm clueless about a lot of stuff, right? But uh, especially FPL. Um, very depleted injury-wise. Think old Benny comes back in for the double. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not good. Do you think you could get, do you think Kabori could get one game? <laughs> Is Andrew Hill, Connor Bradley's biggest fan. Another points haul for Bradley. How can Klopp drop him? Quite easily when Trent's back. I mean, okay, here's what I'll say about Connor Bradley, right? Because I know I've been quite invested. I've talked about him a lot. I I watched I watched the game against Forrest, and I'm not happy that Liverpool have already got a backup to Trent who's so good. He was playing in lots of different positions, looked comfortable on the ball, quite a few cutbacks as well. Maybe he's a bit unlucky. I wouldn't say unlucky not to get an assist, but on another day he could have gotten an assist. But he's not Trent. He's not like Trent is. I I don't know. I feel like Trent's underappreciated a little bit. So Trent gets straight back in. Do I prefer Barkley this week, double fixture or Bowen? Uh, probably Barkley. I have thirty-four points on my bench. Yeah, I mean a lot of people are going to have points on the bench this week because of Ariola. But I can't. Oh, it's so frustrating, right? You make because I was getting asked a lot about Ariola and Dubravka on the deadline stream, which, as I said, I was a bit surprised about, and. You pick. I've picked the right keeper, like lots of us did with Dubravka, and we've got because he got the clean sheet. And Ariola goes and gets a penalty save. As soon as they got that penalty, I was like, he's gonna. I just thought he's gonna save it, and he you can just feel it. If you free hit in twenty nine, you get a free a free transfer for that game week. Like I said, you'll only ever have one free transfer after you free hit. For those of us on free hit 29, wildcard 31, shouldn't we look at Eze in 28 and 30? If you're, oh, if you're free hit 29, possibly. I mean, the fixture for Palace this week is Luton at home and Forest away in 30. Not bad. Trent is kind of like Sergio Ramos in his prime. He's not the best right back in the world, but he's the best player that plays right back in the world. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, I could maybe get behind that. Keepers have been rubbish this season, yet this week so many return. What's going on? Could it be that, you know, things happen like this sometimes? And, you know, football is weird? And actually, maybe the clean sheets are coming back now. Even when my keeper keeps a clean sheet, I still pick the wrong keeper. Yeah, loads of us like that. It happens. You just got to get over it. Are we all removing Foden for Barkley then? I'm tempted to sell Foden. Um, I mean... 
Okay, let's discuss selling Foden a little bit more. So, oh, geez, you know, I don't want to sell Foden. It's Villa at home, Palace away, and Luton at home straight after. The, the problem for me is I can't, I can't have all of Saka, Fernandez, and Foden. I get it right. I should sell Fernandez. Maybe I should just sell Fernandez. I should just sell Fernandez, shouldn't I? Um, I, I probably should. Sell Fernandez to a, to a doubler and bench Foden this week. That should just be what I do. Because, I mean, Fernandez has got Chelsea away, Liverpool at home, 31-32. Um, I should just sell Fernandez. It's just dawned on me, really. The problem is, right, and I guess what people... What people will not be looking at is I'm I'm already thinking ahead to game week 34 basically, and if if we if you free okay so let, let me paint this picture for you you free hit in 29 so you keep Harland if Salah's back for game week 30 it's Brighton at home and even if you don't want him for that game week in 31 it's Sheffield United at home most people are not going to want to sell a fully fit Salah again uh, sorry. Not many people are going to want to ignore a fully fit Salah for Sheffield United at home. So let's say that in 30 or 31, you use a transfer on Salah. You've only got four transfers to dead end game week 34. And it could be quite a lot of doublers to buy. And if Man United do have Newcastle at home and Sheffield United at home, I will want Bruno Fernandes. I don't care how bad he's been. I will want him. And so it's, it kind of feels a bit weird to sell him now. But then I should probably just hold... I should probably just hold Foden until 33 when he plays Luton and then just sell him to Fernandez. then. It's probably not. I mean, game week 34 is quite a long way away. And also, Man United are not guaranteed to uh, double that week. So I probably should just sell Fernandez, shouldn't I? Um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I might have to do it. I might have to do it. I've got to remember that Man United are not guaranteed to double that week. Because if one of Man United and Newcastle won in the FA Cup, which is unlikely, I know, but if they did, they wouldn't double in 34. Haven't you guys learnt your lesson with double game week players? I take Bowen over Barkley. Look, I, look Bowen, Bowen's got Burnley at home, right? So I think that's an absolute fair comment. If you want to play Bowen over Barkley, I think you absolutely should. But I think the idea of have you learnt your lesson with double game week players, it's just nonsense you hear every season just after a double game week hasn't gone quite so well. I'll tell you what, if Solanke goes and bangs in three, four goals over the next two games in double game at 28, we'll start... Ha like, imagine Tavernier gets a goal and he scores higher than Foden in game week 28. Or Bournemouth get one clean sheet plus, you know, appearance points in the other one. They finish on eight or ten points. The narrative around double game weeks just changes. So I think it's fine if you want to play Bowen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stand... Uh, I wouldn't, I'm not really standing. I'm sitting here. I wouldn't sit here and try and talk you out of it. Um... Yeah. But yeah, I do like doublers still. If you seriously propose Fernandez and sell Foden, we'll all be waiting here for you for the following week to hold an intervention. Well, here's one thing I'll tell you. I think I'd rather play Fernandez against Everton at home than Foden against Liverpool away. Maybe. Although Foden's so good. I don't know. Bruno hasn't really done anything wrong. Two returns in two weeks. Exactly. You tell him, Tom. You tell him. I'd rather play Fernandez this week than Foden, but I wouldn't necessarily want Foden instead of Fernandez afterwards. Will you end up starting both Arsenal defenders in 30 versus City if you free hit 29? No, because I... Well, maybe. I will... 
I will buy a Bournemouth. I think I will buy a Bournemouth defender this week, although that is not guaranteed. And if I do, they will play in 30. If Bradley is still, um, if Trent's still out, I'll play Bradley against Brighton. So I only have to play one more defender. But it is possible I might have to play both my Arsenal defenders against City, which is not great. When are you going to use your wild card? Uh, I don't know yet. Probably 35, 36. Uh, bench Anthony Gordon. He always punishes me for doing so with an eight-pointer. But I can't kick myself as Solanke blanking against the second-worst team in the league is purely hindsight. I think, look, I think some people would have played Gordon ahead of Solanke because they were worried Solanke wouldn't start. Fair enough. But if you told those people Solanke was going to play, how many, how many minutes did he actually play? It was, it was more than 80, right? It was, it was close to the end of the game. Yeah, if you told him he's going to play 88 minutes, I'm sure they would have picked Solanke. So, most people, anyway. I don't think double game week is overrated, but Bowen is clear of Barkley for wildcard 31. Yeah, and again, I've said this on videos last week. It's very hard to always give every single um, different permutation of chips. Like it's, it's hard to give an answer that covers every single person's chip strategy. So, yeah, you're right. Like If you're not free hitting 29, there's probably... Well, there is an argument to have still have a loot and defend uh, player over Barkley because they they've got um, Forest at home in twenty nine. But I think if you wanted them longer term, I'd rather have Bowen. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying Bo uh, I'm not saying Gordon was a bad shout at all. But I think a lot of people would have played Solanke if they knew he was going to start and get eighty eight minutes. That's all. I'm not saying you've you got lucky. I think Gordon is a good pick, hundred percent. Will I not vice captain Doughty? Uh, I probably will vice captain a double game weaker, actually. Yeah. I don't know. Will I vice captain Doughty over Saka? I'm not sure about that. I'm not expecting a clean sheet for Luton in either of those two games. Although I think in, I think in the end, well, it depends on Solanke's ownership, but with triple captains knocking about, it, it might actually be good. It might actually be a better result to get a nil-nil in the Luton Bournemouth game, to be honest, than for Solanke to score as captain. Because of the different ownership levels. I'm still leaning towards free hit 29, dead end into 34-35, then wildcard. Yeah. I mean, there was lots of talks about I, I think the three main chip strategies now, right? There's there's gonna be others, but the three main ones I see people talk about free hit 29, wildcard 35, bench boost 37. Then there's wildcard 28, because obviously you you know you can't go in 26 and 27 now, you've missed that. So wildcard 28, free hit 34, bench boost 37. And then the one that people were talking about weeks ago before stuff uh, started getting messed up and injuries and, and things like that, um, which is wildcard 31, maybe 30, free hit 34, bench boost 37. They're, they're really the three that most people are going to go for if they've got all their chips left. I think I'm going to free hit 29, just like I said earlier, just because of the bench boost in 37. Wildcard in 28, trying to get a good bench boost. That could be difficult. I mean, game week 37 could be such a big double game week that it's so e it's easy to get a squad of 15 doublers. And actually, the wildcard might be overrated. But I don't know. I I keep coming back to the fact that we will spend probably hours, some of us, thinking about this. And in the end, it probably will not matter that much. People that wildcard this week will do just fine. And people that free hit in 29 instead will do just fine. People that go through 29 without using a chip and wildcard in 30 or 31 will do just fine. 
Yeah, that is one good thing about free hitting in 29. Like, it's all well and good sitting here saying, I'm going to free hit in 29, then I'm going to wild card in 35. But obviously, if we get the fixtures and 34 looks terrible, then I can just pop the wild card in 31. Absolutely. Or 30. Um, we'll see. Uh, if you can navigate 29, wildcard 31, free hit 34 is probably the best position. Yeah, 100%. I would want to be in that as well. I'm not trying to change the goalposts, right? Weeks ago, my plan was wildcard was get through 29 and then wildcard 31, free hit 34, bench boost 37. I still think that's probably the one I'd like to do. I just can't do it anymore. Um, partly because I was relying on Villa beating Chelsea in the FA Cup. And, and after that, everything just went downhill. Like, even if I hadn't sold Porra and Richarlison... Like, Richardson might not be an option for 29 anyway. And Poro's currently injured. Might be back next week. Uh, Salah plan. Well, this is what I was discussing earlier. One of Fernandes or Foden could be sold um, to a cheap midfielder. That might allow me to buy Salah back in game week 30 in, in one move, by the way. That's what I'm trying to... I'm trying to line that up. So, essentially... By the way, right, this is just one other thing to think about with, with the Foden and Fernandez scenario. So everyone's saying you've got to keep Foden, but let's say I sell Fernandez first, right? And I buy, let's just say I buy Ross Barkley. It doesn't matter right now. Let's just say I've got 5.7 million in the bank. So in game week 30, when Salah has Brighton at home and then has Sheffield United at home in game week 31, I'm going to want him, right? And there's also, I believe, even though Liverpool blank in 29, I think they've got four fixtures. I think they've got four fixtures before they play that Brighton game. Um, so, yeah, this Thursday they've got the away leg in the Europa League. Then they've got Man City in 28. Then they've got the home leg in the Europa League. And then it's the FA Cup quarterfinal against Man United. So there's four matches before the Brighton game. We can see whether Salah is fit or not. Uh, but anyway, back to, back to my question for you now. Let's say I want Salah. Who do I sell? And it can't be Barkley because he's the enabler, right? So if I want to keep Foden, I've got to sell one of Son or Saka. Now, do we think that Foden is now so good that he gets kept ahead of Son or Saka? Who do you keep in that scenario? I think you sell Foden, right? I mean, Saka and, and Son are absolutely nailed. And I know that Foden has played a lot right now and he's looking pretty nailed, but that can change. And he's not on penalties either. I don't think I would sell Son before Foden. My point is, I'm not sure how much longer Foden can be in my team either way. I mean, it could be, it, it could be that Salah's not fit and I just keep both. I'm telling you now, if... If Foden had scored one goal today, I know someone's going to say if my auntie was my uncle or some rubbish like that, but if Foden had only scored once and that Salah, uh, Son shot off the post had gone in, like if, he, if he'd scored instead of hitting the post, I think the answer would be a little bit different. Oh yeah, Man City's fixtures are good. Like, I, I, I mean, I hate to be cliche, but guess what? You cannot have everyone. You cannot have everyone. Uh, hope you're well. In the pub with my missus for her 30th and we love your videos. Can you say hi? Hi, happy birthday. Um, you're in the pub with your missus for her 30th and you're watching my stream. I love it. Yeah, exactly. All those aunt, uncle cliches. Yeah, fair enough. If Foden wasn't a good player, I probably wouldn't pick it. I get it right. All, all I'm saying is I've seen this so many times before. People are very 
um, people are very driven by what's just happened rather than looking ahead. And look, Man City have got good fixtures, so I get it. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying Foden's a definite sell, but there's a dilemma here, right? If I want Salah, someone has to go. And in my opinion, I keep Saka and Son. But we'll see. We'll see. Couldn't, couldn't you drop Harlan to Tony? No, no, no. Right. Now we're going too far. Let's not pretend that Foden is a better option than Harland. Now, now this is crazy talk. I'm not going to sell Harland so I can keep Foden. The horror on the wise face when he spent more money on a super chat than the anniversary present. In the pub for my granddad's 100th birthday. We're all watching. Okay. Okay. I think I'm going to leave it there. When, when we start talking... um. When we talk about having to sell Haaland to keep Foden, then we're in, we're in crazy land. We're, um, yeah, recency bias is real. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. That being said, there is part of me that knows that I might have to sell Watkins at some point, but I really don't want to. And I might have to sell Foden. I don't really want to. So I'm just as susceptible to a bit of recency bias as anyone else. Yeah, I agree with that. I think we need Salah back to start making some interesting decisions, to be honest. Harlan's not worth the money. Okay. Right, I'm leaving it. No, I'm not I'm not really leaving it there because of the Harlan stuff, but I, I need to go anyway. This has to be a, a slightly shorter stream than normal. Um obviously videos all this week. Um I'm gonna probably I don't I'm probably just gonna do a I might do a chip strategy video for my own team, but that might get a bit rambly, but then all my videos are rambly and just terrible and people still watch them for some reason. Um We'll see. I'll probably maybe I'll just do a wildcard twenty eight video. Um, so I kind of already know the draft I would go for. We'll see. Anyway, uh, there, I don't want to shock you, but there will be videos this week, basically. Um, if you enjoyed that stream, uh, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on podcast, rate five stars, and I will be back tomorrow for another video. I'll catch you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.